Beltone Hearing Aid Center presents The Drive. Ready, fight! The Drive. Elmore deep, left side three, it's good! From 30 feet, John Elmore! The Drive with Paul Swan. Welcome in to the Wednesday, October 3rd edition. The Drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. It is Wednesday, or it's Doc Holiday's Thursday. Take your pick, because that's what's coming up tonight. We've got the Doc Holiday call-in show. That is coming up. That'll be later on this evening. You can tune into that. 7 o'clock right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. 6 o'clock, it's Inside Herd Athletics with Marshall University Athletic Director Mike Hamrick. So that's all coming up tonight right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. What I've got for you tonight, we're going to talk Marshall and Middle Tennessee. And Chip Walters joining us from Middle Tennessee's radio crew. He's going to tell us everything we need to know and then some about MTSU, and that's coming up later on in the program. And, of course, we'll get some of your phone calls in, 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Now, Twitter is where I'm going to go for some of the show conversation today. You can find me online, at Paul Swan. And really, there have been a few voices. I'm not sure if it's a overwhelming amount of voices, but there are a few voices, pro and con for high school playing on a Friday when Marshall's playing. And then, of course, you've got those who maybe don't like Marshall playing on Friday. First of all, television dictates it. Television dictates this. Mike Hamrick didn't sit there and go, you know what, I think I want to play on Friday night. If he had his way, he'd probably play on Saturday, but television dictates Now, of course, I can't answer for him. He can answer for himself, and he can answer that question tonight coming up following this show. And you can join him with your host, Mike Kurtner, as they will answer questions like this. But that was a thread that started up on Twitter for me last night. I've just been following a little bit of the conversation, so I'm going to throw it out to you. Should Marshall not play on Friday, if all possible? Just say, no, we're not going to play on Friday. Now, this would be home games only. Or should high school games be moved? So should local teams like Huntington, Spring Valley, Cabell Midland? I don't know. Hurricane, how far do we go with this? Should high school teams say, you know what? The Herd's playing on Friday night. Let us move from our traditional Friday night and just move out of the way here and let the Herd have that night. We'll play on Saturday. I don't think that's going to happen in any world that we live in anytime soon. Not too many high schools are going to move to accommodate the university. I don't know of too many that are going to do that. But why do you feel that high schools should adjust their schedule? Why should high schools accommodate Marshall? Why should Marshall accommodate the high schools? Why should that happen? You tell me. Set up the argument, save it for later on because we're going to talk to Chip here in a few minutes, so I don't want you to call in early on that and stew on the line for a while. Save that for later, but come up with some good reasons to defend your position. Why you think either 
High schools should accommodate Marshall, or Marshall should just accommodate the high schools. Marshall knows better, right? They're playing on Friday. They know that's high school football night. People in Chesapeake don't care. People in Ironton don't care. Rock Hill don't care. Ashland don't care. Boyd County don't care. Greenham County don't care. I'm sure Hurricane don't care. Canal Valley definitely don't care. So why is this an argument? I'm kind of curious. Why is this an argument? Because you're not going to see too many teams uh, make the move, the accommodation. It's not going to happen, right? I I just don't see it. I don't see it happening. So there is your goal for this evening. Come up with a good reason why either one should accommodate the other. I don't know if this is really an issue. Because if I'm a Herd fan and I'm interested in going to the Marshall game... I'm going on a Friday night, unless there's a compelling reason for me to go to the high school game. What would that compelling reason be? One, you've got a kid that plays on the team. Okay, reason one, you have a child who's playing high school football on a Friday night, so you're going. Okay, there's that. All right, give me reason number two. Well... Your supporter, your booster, I don't know, you're uh, a parent, teacher, you're involved with the school somehow. Either you're involved with the school, you've got a kid on the team, you're going to that game. Or three, you know what? I'm not a Marshall fan, so I don't care. That might be your reason right there. So you've got some options here. But I just thought this was an interesting conversation to think that, okay, the high schools, they're going to try to accommodate Marshall or Marshall try to accommodate the high schools when, honestly, television is going to dictate when Marshall plays. And then the high schools could play on Saturday. Is that going to increase the gate? How much more of a gate are you going to get? If we're talking about you wanting to watch both, well, you're going to have to make a choice. If it's about the high schools losing gate, I don't know how much gate the high schools are going to lose because there will be a crowd of people who support high schools. I'm pretty much betting that the gate's not going to be impacted that much. High school football is going to be fine. Marshall's going to be fine. Of course, I don't think we're going to see a sellout at Jones C. Edwards Stadium. But there'll be a lot of people who will get there late come after work. There'll be a lot of people who will be tailgating when the lots open. They'll be on lots tailgating sooner. They'll be getting their tailgate on. The tailgating will happen. That's not something to worry about. So we've got all that to talk about. And of course, we'll take your phone calls coming up later on this hour. 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. But when we come back from break, we're going to talk Marshall and Middle Tennessee. We've got Chip Walters joining us on the program. Chip's going to tell us everything we need to know about Marshall and Middle Tennessee State. And later on, your phone calls. And don't forget, it's a really busy night tonight for you as a Herd fan because we've got the Doc Holiday call-in show. We've got Inside Herd Athletics with Marshall University Athletic Director Mike Hamrick. It's all coming up right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.
Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Wednesday, October 3rd edition. Your drive continues on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We'll turn our attention back to Marshall and MTSU and to help us break down the game on Saturday, Chip Walters joins us, voice of MTSU and Chip, this is um, this is going to be a more exciting game than maybe a lot of fans thought it would be initially. MTSU beats FAU all of a sudden. If uh, middle wasn't on people's radar, they are now. Yeah, and uh, th- that's true, and 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 it's and it's made this uh, you know a, a really important game in the in the big scheme of things. I know neither Doc or or, or Stock will will uh, you know give it much more. Uh, than just being the next one, but you know whoever comes out of this one is in a really good position uh, as far as the league race is concerned. Uh, they would have, you know, if, if if middle could be fortunate enough to win, they would have tiebreakers over FAU and Marshall. If Marshall wins, they'd have a tiebreaker over Middle Tennessee, with still FAU to come and already have a road win at Western. So uh, it, it's a big game in, in a, on a big stage Friday night. Uh, you know, playing in Huntington. So, and Middle's going to try to do something it's never done, and that's uh, win a game in Huntington. Chip Walters joins us on the program. So, we're playing on Friday night. Uh, I don't know how I feel about this still to this day, but uh, that kind of makes this one uh, a little harder at the same time. It's a quick turnaround. You play on Saturday and then right, right back at it. you got to be in Huntington uh, sooner than later, and how are uh, how are your kids uh, taking this? Uh, I know some of the Marshall players are actually excited the fact that short turnaround they get to play again right on Friday. Well, you know, it's, first of all, to to talk about, I don't like playing on Friday night. And Coach Stock went on record; he doesn't like playing on Friday night. That should be for the high schools. And you know, Thursday night's fine, Saturday's fine, but leave Friday night kind of sacred. Uh, but you play when the league tells you to play, and, t- and television dictates that. And I think there are three or four games total on Friday night. But you know, it, it was uh, today. I was doing some of my pre-game work and talking to Tony Franklin, and and asked both he and Scott Schaefer about you know the the one less day to prepare. And and uh, you know Scott, you know talked about really all they did was was move their normal off day from Monday to Saturday of this week. So uh, they just kind of went right back into, into the, into the grind of, of a normal game week. And, uh, and for Franklin, he said, uh, he said, he, he's, he goes, I'd be, I'd be fine if we played, you know, Thursday, he goes, the sooner we can get back out and play again, he goes, I'm, I'm like a baseball guy. I want to come out and, you know, if you, uh, if you didn't do well the previous weekend, you know, you don't have to wait all week to, to do it. But, you know, I, I think, you know, Friday night games have, you know, uh, have earned their spot, uh, I guess. And, you know, the one thing that I think for players is that they know that basically half the other – half of all the college football teams in the country are in a hotel somewhere, or actually more than that, because, you know, teams now stay in hotels for home games, which I've never understood, but – um, they, uh, but what are they doing? They're sitting around watching the Friday night games. And, and so, you know, they all want to, you know, put on a good show for, 
for you know for their peers at, at other schools around the country. So you know, there, there's a, I guess where where one of the things that it has going for it. Chip, help me break this team down a little bit because really the the best team to gauge middle right now is that Florida Atlantic win because you look at. The Georgia game, and Georgia's going to do that to almost everybody, so that's not a fair gauge there. And Vanderbilt's a pretty good football team, and, of course, UT Martin was uh, really no contest for for middle. So is this Florida Atlantic win, is this the game that's most indicative of what middle Tennessee football is about this year? Well, I I, I agree 100% with you that that was, you know, I'm not sure that we still truly know uh, who we are. Uh, I think we have a much better idea uh, going into it, uh, going into Friday night. But uh, I, I think, you know, can I tell you that 100%? No, not yet. But but I think and we talked about it all last week, whether it was on Stock's radio show or on our pregame show, whatever it might be, that it was going to be probably the first real true test to give us a, a, an idea. And, uh and, and, and I think it did. Uh, I, I still think Florida Atlantic is a heck of a football team and, and still a little confused why they didn't try to, you know, take a couple of more deep shots to loosen things up because Middle's defense really got good in the second half. And Florida Atlantic had the ball three times on the plus side of the 50, twice inside the red zone, and only got only scored three points in the second half. And Middle did a really, really good job of getting off the field. But uh, I don't think Florida Atlantic really helped themselves at, at times. But, um, but you know, Singletary had his big night. You know, he had 118 yards. But it, the key was it took him 34 carries to get that and, and kept his uh, per carry average under three, which he's normally about four and a half or five. So uh, it, it's uh, Brett Stossel uh, got a couple things to go his way. He, he struggled a little bit. Uh, you know, we got we got healthy a little bit. Had two safeties. We've been playing the in the secondary with with nickel playing the four, five, and six guys at safety. Well, last week we got to play the one, two, and three guys at safety, and that made a big difference. And so, got, at the open week came at a great time. A lot of bumps and bruises. Got some guys back, and and it looks like going into Marshall, we're going to have most everybody, pretty much what we had last week. Well, for Marshall fans, it's actually a rare treat because Brent Stock still feels like he's been at middle for, I don't know, 15, 20 years, and the herd rarely gets to see him. So this is sort of a treat because I think Brent still has that capability of being the best quarterback right now in Conference USA. It's just injuries have really prevented him from making a solid go at it. So yeah, This is going to be his first first time to play in Huntington. Uh, the, the, I mean, he's been he's been there the last two times. So, but this will be his his only chance to to play a game. He was injured in John Urzua, played two years ago, and Middle was really playing offense with one and a half hands tied behind their back. And uh, so, yeah, he's he's excited to play. I mean, our guys are excited to come to Huntington. I mean, they know the atmosphere is going to be going to be great and. Uh, and, and, and know they're going to be playing a very well coached, very talented Marshall football team. So it's uh, that's what has them excited the most is, is to get be able to come up and play and, and feel like they come into the game with uh, 
you know, I think two years ago we came up there knowing that we really were behind a rock and a hard between a rock and a hard place because of injuries. This time we come in a little bit healthier. So uh, look forward to watching both these teams compete Friday night. Chip, uh, I think it's fair to say that maybe middle gets a lot of attention for offense and stock still drives a lot of that. But talking to some of the players this week leading up to this one, the feeling is maybe the defense is the underrated component of this team. Is that fair? I agree 100% with you on that. I think I think uh, Scott Schaefer's arrival before last season, uh, you know, we were we went from 96 to 35th in the country in total defense last year, and this year, uh, I mean, obviously with with the schedule that we played. They've given up some yards and some points to Georgia in particular, and but they're right now middle is like the eighth least penalized team in the country. So they're playing with a lot of discipline, and 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 his his way of doing things and being able to, uh, you know, you know they just spent a lot of time when he first got here getting lined to get lined up right, and and now you know you had eight guys returned from a year ago, and uh, and and including. You know the bowl MVP Darius Harris, who got moved to middle linebacker. He's calling the he's calling the defense now out there. So I, I agree. I, I really like watching this defense play, and and they've taken on his personality. They they uh, they uh, they do a good job of of, of uh, disguising some things time to time, and 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 they and, and Scott is really good at, at calling to bring pressure at the right time. So. It, it uh, you know it's going to take all of that and a whole lot more uh, to be successful Friday night. Chip Walters is joining us, voice of the Middle Tennessee State Blue Raiders, and with that defense, are they salivating at the opportunity to go after a still rookie type quarterback? You've got Isaiah Green, who's been pretty admirable back there, but it seems that teams are keying in on him a lot more, trying to rattle the kid, the redshirt freshman. Is that Middle's uh, mo for this one? You think on Friday? Yeah, you know I don't, I don't know. It'll it'll be I don't know what they're um, as far as how much pressure they want to put on him, or or if they're going to go more trying to disguise things downfield to you know, and that's what everybody does. I mean, it's not just Middle's defense against uh, Isaiah, but you know, I promise you, Marshall's going to try to do some things to. To get in Brent Stockstill's head, and, and more than likely, they you know they, they probably will come after him uh, from a physicality standpoint. But it you know I, I, I think they would if they didn't try to you know bring some pressure for it on the correct times and and also try to confuse him with some coverages. You know, give a man look and play zone or vice versa. Uh, they wouldn't be doing their jobs. Speaking of man or zone, um, I know one thing. If you you talk about Marshall football, you have to talk about Tyree Brady, and he seemed to smile every time we would talk about defense, and if the word man came up, he's looking forward to the opportunity of going one-on-one with somebody. What do you think the answer is going to be for Middle Tennessee to, to stop him or at least try to slow him down? Yeah, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, and, and I can't tell you what Scott Schaefer is going to do, but but you, you've got to – I'm not sure – I think you have to – Put more than one guy. You have to marshal some resources toward him, or try to place, or maybe play some zone, or 
or you, it may force you to go nickel a little bit more than you might be comfortable with. And because when they target him as much as they do, uh, I mean, I, I, I don't know. How do you play the, you play the odds and, and try to double team him as much. But when you do, obviously you're leaving yourself vulnerable somewhere else. That's why Scott Schaefer, you know, gets paid the big money is to uh, come up with that plan. It's above my pay grade. I promise. Chip Walters joining us on the program. Yeah, I don't want to try to stop Tyree either. Uh, I, <laughs> yeah, I would need like. Hey, now how about us? How about this? We get last week. We get we played probably the best back in the league, and this week we get probably the best receiver in the league. Um, I still like. Um, I don't like our chances. I'll if there's you and me out there, like the entire radio crew from both teams. And the media core, I don't like our chances at all covering that guy. Well, you know, Steve Cotton is quick in a small area. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Chip Walters joining us on the program. Uh, you talk about going up against the best running uh, attack, possibly. Marshall's not been very good, or at least they've been underwhelming at the run game a little bit more than usual. Um, looking at this middle defense, uh, is that going to be a situation where you think Middle's maybe going to be able just to say, "All right, we're going to cover you. You're not going to throw on us, and we're going to dare you to run." You know how how you think this Middle defense is going to respond, knowing that maybe the running attack's not as good as uh, years past for Marshall. You know, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, you, again, you've got you've got lots of you've got several different ways you could go about it. Uh, you could uh, say, "Okay, Marshall has been able to run the ball in the past. This year, maybe not so good, but." You know, at least if we can take that away and force the throw, and when we force the throw, try to rattle the young quarterback, maybe that could be a route to go. Or, you know, you say, okay, well, their running game has not been what it normally has been. Maybe we can rush three and, you know, put more people in the secondary and force the run and, and be able to cover it with three or four. Uh, uh, again, I don't know which way they're going to go. But I think you got. I think there are options there, and and to be real honest, I, I don't think it's going to be one or the other. I think, you know, both squads are going to try to mix things up some, and and uh, down distance game situation, all that's going to dictate a lot of it. Chip Walters is joining us, and um, I would be remiss, Chip, if we didn't talk basketball again. Of course, Conference USA has uh, changed a few things around this year, scheduling is going to be a little more interesting because of the pod system that they've come up with to try to help the upper teams uh, with the with possibly trying to get two teams into the NCAA tournament. Though, what was your impression of the new scheduling method when it came out? Uh, number one is that first impression was, hey, they're doing something. Uh, and, you know, there's been a lot of, you know, finger-pointing by fans and stuff in the past that they weren't doing anything to try to, you know, make some, some hay in that area. And uh, Mark Adams, I mean, if Mark Adams is as big a mid-major basketball proponent as there is in the country. And, and if he's coming to the table, you know, obviously he's put a lot of thought to it. The league, you know, brought him in to, to work on this. I think it's going to be interesting in, you know, in, you know, in the last, you know, five, six, seven, eight years, you know, we could sit here in Murfreesboro and say, oh, well, that, 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 that was going to, that's going to protect us at the end of the year. 
this year we're going to be fighting to be in that top four. Or to, and because, I mean, obviously when you lose some talented players like we lost, and, uh, and, and things always, you know, players leave and players come in with a new coaching staff. Uh, we, we've got a brutal non-conference schedule. Uh, we did get a couple of guys uh, eligible from a medical standpoint uh, last week. Uh, and so Coach McDevitt knows what's ahead. He's, a, he's one of the most calm guys I've ever been around. And so, uh, you know, I, I think this team, don't judge them in November but I think they will be pretty good by the time we get to, you know, get to February. As good as last year, not quite yet. But uh, there are some troops on the way. I still think it's crazy that Middle and Western Kentucky are going to play once. Depending on how this pod works, you might get a second chance at them, and you might get that third chance at them. Whereas Marshall, Marshall and Western Kentucky, if things fall into place. Marshall might see them four times, so I think that's just crazy. Since uh, I still yeah. love, I love the hundred miles of hate. It's my favorite rivalry name. Well, it's you know, and and it, I, I don't use that name very much, but uh, but it's uh, it is there is there's some strong feelings there, and, and in my opinion, it, it's the best rivalry in the conference. Uh, I mean, you could play tiddlywinks and and sell the place out uh, when Middle and Western play but it's uh you know that that is the downside is that middle and western could only play once um but you know again it's kind of one of those things where you have to give up something for the good of the league and 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 i do think you know we we that situation last year i mean it was obviously there what they were trying to protect from you know you didn't want to lose to you didn't want middle who had an rpi in the 40s to lose to a an FIU who was in in you know three sixteen or or whatever, but you know it didn't it didn't bite us in the regular season, but it sure bit us in the tournament, and uh, obviously made a difference in where we ended up. Chip Alters, our guest, voice of Middle Tennessee State University. Looking forward to it on Friday, and uh, hopefully we get this thing back to a Saturday schedule so we can have normal football again. <laughs> there you go. Chip, thanks, sir. Appreciate your time. We'll do it again soon. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Appreciate it. That's Chip Walters. Looking forward to having him in Huntington on Friday. We're going to take our next break, come back. We'll get some of your phone calls in. 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. We've got more on the way. This is The Drive presented by Beltone Hearing Aid Center on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.
Now, back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Wednesday edition. I'm your host, Paul Swan. This is The Drive presented by Belltone Hearing Aid Center on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. You know what tonight is? Start of the National Hockey League season. That's right. I know baseball is getting really heated up, and last night at 1.30 a.m. when I finally got to sleep after watching that game and listening to that game, um, I thought to myself, that's okay, because tomorrow, which was at that point this morning, I'm going to be watching hockey. So I'm looking forward to that. I got hockey tonight. Of course, we got uh, football still with Doc Holliday's show coming up. That's going to be at 7 o'clock. Inside Herd Athletics is coming up tonight. 6 o'clock with the athletic director, Marshall University Athletics, Mike Hamrick. And let me preface this by saying this is the only real opportunity for you just to get that question out. You want to ask Mike something, you've got a super opportunity here to call. And ask him a question. Now, I can tell you up front, we're not sitting back picking and choosing the calls based on something we don't um, we don't want. This is an opportunity for you to call and ask the athletic director questions. Now, I'm going to ask you to ask some good questions, ask some serious stuff, some legitimate stuff. If you've got concerns, things like that, yeah, here's an opportunity here. But you can ask him about, hey, why play games on Friday? You want to ask him that question? You can. You could possibly throw that out there to him and get the answer. It might not be the answer you want, but you would get the answer. So, again, that's the opportunity you got right before you, and that's coming up in about 15 minutes, and you can listen to it right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. So where do you fall on high school football versus college on Friday. Now, the discussion that's going on right now, and you can follow me on Twitter, at Paul Swan, is, one, you had one gentleman ask, or really say that he wished that local sports would cater their schedules around Marshall football. He said, it's a shame that Spring Valley and Huntington have home games on Friday night. And he added... He realizes that it, that could be a tall order, but he's driven by the Ona Little League fields off of 64 on game days, and they have games going on. Why can't they play the games in the morning so families could attend the Marshall football game that afternoon or evening? And the discussion is going on now. I'm not going to read the entire thing to you, but I don't know if we've got a situation where high schools and colleges should work around each other. Because if that's the case, then how are you going to schedule basketball games? Because let's not just look at football. It's basketball and it's other sports as well. Marshall's got a lot of sports going on at the university. And they've got basketball games that could coincide with high school games. Let's use that, take it a little bit further. So Conference USA is going to set the schedule. It's not Marshall University. It's not Mike Hamrick sitting, you know, high atop this tower, just looking down on you, saying, "You know what? Just we're going to play. You deal with it." 
The conference comes up with a schedule. The television partners then come in and say, we want this game. Okay, we want this to be a Friday night. And okay, we're going to do a Friday night national television broadcast of this game. And Marshall can't control half of it because if they're on the road and it's a Friday game, well, so be it. Of course, that's not going to affect the teams locally at that point. But a home game Friday night televised nationally, you've got what the schedule is. And so if a high school team feels that, you know what, we can't compete with this, we're going to have to move our game to a Saturday to accommodate Marshall, that's their choice. If they feel like, you know what, our gate's going to be better. If we have a game, our gate's going to be better. Let's just go ahead and move it. But I don't know if the gate's going to be any better. It's a school-by-school basis. And then you've got a situation, again, where, all right, basketball, Huntington High, Spring Valley, Cabell Midland, and I'm going with those teams because they're the ones that are the closest to Marshall. So now Conference USA comes out with their schedule. Marshall works on the non-conference side, and then Conference USA comes out with their schedule. And, look, it conflicts with some basketball games. I mean, what are the high schools going to do? Change that? It's almost similar to the situation where, okay, Marshall all of a sudden is short a game because of the hurricane. And now what does Marshall do? Keep the open date or try to schedule some other schools? And, of course, you're not going to be able to schedule that many schools because there are not that many schools open. And then, again, there's so many logistical items you've got to put in a place to, to make some of this stuff work. I guess what I'm saying is, yeah, there's Marshall football on Friday. And I know if you want to go see the Highlanders or the Timberwolves, the Knights, the Fighting Tigers, the Panthers, anybody that you follow, you want to go see that game and the Marshall game, well, you've got to choose. I would tell you, if you go to the high school game, take your radio along, listen to the voice of the herd, Steve Cotton. You get a little bit of both. You get your game that you're going to, and you get the Marshall game. And, of course, for many high schools, you can tune into their games on the radio as well. So if you're going to the Marshall game, you want to catch up on Huntington High, take your radio. Keep Huntington High in. Or Spring Valley, Cabell Midland. You know what I'm saying. So I know it's, it's a really tough situation because, again, we're talking about some who would like to go to both. And I get that completely. Sure. Want to go see a high school game on a Friday night? Then I'm going to go see the Marshall game on Saturday. Kick back on Sunday. I'm going to watch a little NFL action. Oh, that's not going to have to that's not going to be the schedule this week. The schedule this week is heard on Friday. Saturday, you can watch whatever college game you want. Sunday, Bengals football. Notice that Bengals football, not Browns football. Because I always wanted to get a reaction from our producer Gabriel Sellers. How's it feel? The Browns are are terrible right now. How how's it feel? They're terrible in the sense that they're good enough to be good, but they're terrible because they can't get the win. How's it feel? Well, up until the previous game, their whole season was tied with the Bengals. They both had their five wins. They were both tied. 
and Bengals almost lost to a very, very bad team as Atlanta. Um, the Bengals are three and one. The the Browns counting preseason. Preseason doesn't matter. I'm it's teaching a you. Game being played this year. I'm teaching you. Preseason does not matter. Preseason matters not. It might make you feel better, but it matters not. I'm actually impressed. He's actually paying attention to a little football talk. I'm actually impressed with that, Gabriel. Quick timeout. We're going to come back and wrap this up. This is The Drive, presented by Beltone Hearing Aid Center, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Hi, I'm Josh Childers from Med-
Paul Swan has the wheel on the drive. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Wednesday edition of the drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We are presented by Belltone Hearing Aid Center. Coming up tonight, it is the Duck Holiday Call-In Show. You can catch that at 7 o'clock right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. And, of course, we have got baseball. That's right, baseball action following the show tonight, following the Duck Holiday Call-In Show. We have got baseball action, and you can tune in right after. Everything's done. 8 o'clock, won't miss anything, and you can... Follow along, find out what the baseball playoffs are going to look like tomorrow by catching the game tonight between the Athletics and the Yankees, and we'll have that for you. You can start on Cat Sports 93.3 and 1340, our sister station at 7.30, and of course stick around for Don Holiday's show at 8 o'clock. We'll get you right to the game broadcast, and you can tune in there. Again, it's the Athletics and the Yankees coming up tonight. Following the Doc Holiday call-in show right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm going to have a hard time tonight. I'm going to try to listen to that. I've got hockey to watch tonight. And then I've got not one, not two, but three hockey fantasy leagues. I don't know what I was doing. I started a league. Fun. I know the people here. And then today I thought, you know what? I want to jump in a public league in, on ESPN's fantasy side. I want to see what that's like. So I jumped in, did the auto-draft, and set up my uh, preferences there. And I'm like, I, I don't really – I don't enjoy the setup here for ESPN. So I jumped back on Yahoo, actually did a hockey draft there, did pretty good on my draft, and I'm set for hockey action tonight. It works for me. I, I, didn't, do, I didn't do fantasy football, so I'm making up for it by doing fantasy hockey. I got an invite for somebody else in my league, too. I should have joined theirs. Hey, you've got a hockey fantasy league you want to start up? I'll, I'll probably join it as well. Sure, five, six, seven, eight hockey leagues. I can handle it, right? That's going to do it for this edition. Thanks for tuning in. Appreciate everyone. Stick around. We've got more on the way. It is Inside Herd Athletics. Your host, Mike Kurtner, will have the athletic director of Marshall University, Mike Hamrick. It's going to be great to hear from him again. So that's coming up tonight, followed by the Doc Holiday Show. Until then, good night. Huntington, W227BS Huntington, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930, Huntington Sports Station.